Hello and welcome to the First Line Nutrition Everyday Hero Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Tyler, and I have another extraordinary story told by an extraordinary person. Today's guest's name is Megan Cates. She's a mother. She's a police officer. She's an ex-army medic. She's also a widow. And we're going to listen to her story right now. Enjoy. My name is Megan. Um, I am a small town police officer. I've been doing it for about five years now. Um, Before that, I was in the Army, uh, not for very long. And then uh, my husband and I moved here um, to get the babies closer to their grandparents. But um, he passed away two months ago. And it has been like the most life altering event I've ever experienced um I don't in the past two months like I've become a completely different person and I mean it's changed my perspective on everything work parenting I mean just all facets of my life have been changed um so let's start from the beginning, you were, um, you're, what, where are you from right now? Where are you from originally? I'm from um, Atlanta, Texas. Okay. And you, you were in the army? Yes, I was a medic at Fort Hood. At Fort Hood, okay. And where, is that where you met your husband? That is, we were both uh, medics in the same unit. So how long were you in for? I was only in two years. Uh, We got pregnant, and one of us had to go, so I was the one that ended up getting out. So where did y'all end up settling at? Where where are you at now? Um, We're in Bossier. Bossier? Bossier City, Louisiana. And uh, is that where he – is that where y'all – did he end up being stationed over in Louisiana or y'all just moved to Louisiana? No, we just moved. Um, once he finally got out, he was in like, I think seven or eight years active mm-hmm. duty. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up getting out and moving down here. Okay. And now you're a police officer in Bossier City? Uh, well, small town right outside of there but yes okay and how long have you been a police officer it going on five years five years well thank you for your service so this has been a very trying year for you i'm guessing with all the stuff that's been going on plus uh losing your husband what happened to your husband he was in a uh motorcycle accident uh, very like unexpected and just out of the blue my police chief and um, the assistant chief woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning and told me and I mean it's just been completely life-altering you know since that moment and you lost them how how long ago it was two 
two and a half months now. Two and a half months. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show and uh, telling your story. Um, So how, how many children do you have? We have two. You have two? And how old are they? They're five and six. Five and six. And how has it affected them so far? Uh, well, I mean, honest, am I allowed to cuss on this show? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you say whatever and you it, want. Oh my gosh, it has been just a complete shit show. Like, when my husband died, that same week was their birthday party, like, would it, which had already been, like, planned and paid for and, you know, invitations, whatever. So, like, we went from a funeral to a birthday party to going back to school for the first time amid, like, this pandemic. It's just, I mean, it's been insane. And they're holding me together, and sometimes I have to hold them together. But, I mean, we go to counseling, and we talk about it. And, I don't know, before this, like, I'd never been a person that would, like, talk about my feelings. And I thought you know, that was like showing signs of weakness. And that's completely changed my perspective on that. Like, we talk about it whenever we cry whenever, like, just let it all out at all times. Right. There's no point in holding it in. No. So throughout this last two months, how? God damn it. Sorry about that. I have to edit that out. All right. So throughout this last two months, um, how have you been dealing with it? How do you stay strong? I have been, well, I've been back at work, you know, since I took off like a week, but going back to work has helped me so much. And like the community that I serve, like they've been serving me. I have people stop by like while I'm in my patrol car and bring me food and pray with me. I mean, like the community support I've gotten has just been astounding. Like I've never met people like this in my life. They're just, the community I have is amazing. Yes. So the community has kept you strong. Absolutely. Do you have any family out there with you? I do. My dad and my stepmom live here, which is why I live here. But, I mean, they've been great. And my police chief, I mean, everybody I work with, everybody's awesome. So your dad and your stepmom. Who else has been, other than the community, your dad and your stepmom, who else has been taking care of you? Um. Well... That's really been it in the gym. The gym's been my <laughs> main caretaker. Your Mary's um, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's good to stay healthy and it gets uh it's good to get a routine and uh keeps you uh uh keeps you focused, I'm guessing, when you get well it keeps me focused when I go to the gym. I know that. Oh yeah. I mean, if I don't go to the gym, I'm gonna be in a bad mood. But some days I need it more mentally than, you know, physically. Yeah. Well, this is crazy. This is a crazy time that we're living through, especially with all the uh, the stuff that's going on with police officers and all the, the, the riots. And then you put the COVID on top of that and you put the election on top of that. 
Yes. This might be one of the craziest times we've ever lived through. As far, well, I know it's one of the craziest times I've ever lived through since I've been a born, since I've been alive. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, for everyone. Okay, so for anybody out there that's going through some troubles, what is your advice for them? Hmm. Honestly, I mean, honestly, I'm not a good person to ask because I'm still going through it. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's all you can do. People will, like, try to help you and give you advice. And, I mean, they mean it. They have good intentions, but... Nobody knows what you're going through. Like, you just have to keep going through it. Like, there is no advice there. I mean, nothing you say or do is going to help. I mean, time's the ultimate healer. And that's so cliche, but I mean, it really is. What, for all the people out there, what can they do to help? What has been um, helping you the most? Um... Well, honestly, people that want to talk about him and aren't uncomfortable, like, talking about it, because that's helped me more than anything, like, the good memories and, like, being able to talk about him, like, in the present tense, because, I mean, he's so, I mean, obviously he's dead, but, I mean, he's not to me, and uh, some people are just, like, uncomfortable talking about it because they're not comfortable, like, with their own mortality, So it makes it hard, you know, just talking to me is hard for some people, but I love somebody that can sit down and have a conversation about my husband, like, you know, without it being weird. Do you find, well, obviously you just said it, but you find that a lot of people don't want, are they actually avoiding talking to you? Do you think? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I can definitely see how, um, especially when you're uncomfortable and you don't know what to say. Um, you just avoid the subject period. And then it kind of feels like people are being standoffish or they're, uh, I don't know, like they're not, not like they don't care. I can definitely see that being yeah. an issue. Well, but I mean, I get, right. like they're uncomfortable and I get exactly. that, but I mean, I don't know. It's just, there's nothing to be uncomfortable about. Like, we can talk about it like it's fine <laughs> so how old how old are your children they are five and six five and six and how are they um there are they able you said that you i know that you said you needed them you have them talking whenever you can and sharing and crying um how did that come about uh is that just from going to therapy or was that something that they just wanted to talk about well, it really was both because at first, before I went to started taking them to therapy, um, I thought maybe we shouldn't, like maybe that wasn't healthy or like maybe we don't need to be sitting around like crying and talking about it, but right. that's turned out to be the best thing for us. So now, um, how are they, how are they dealing with it so far? Are they getting better with it? Are they are they able to express themselves? Yes. I mean, they have gotten so much better since I stopped thinking emotions were weakness and, like, showing our emotions were weakness through my own therapy. Now, I mean, 
we talk about him every day. We, you know, share our memories of him, like our favorite stuff that he would say and do. And I mean, funny things. And I mean, and we cry, obviously, but I mean, it's mostly good stuff and it's helped so much just being able to talk about him and like keep him alive to us. Well, Megan, let's get his name out there. We've been saying him and them and all that. So let's stop using pronouns. What is your husband's name? Bryce. Bryce. And his last name is Coates. Kate. 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 Kate, Sorry. I know why I said Coates. His last name is Kate. Bryce Kate. And he was a police officer also? Yes. He was um, in the National Guard as an MP. And then he had also just taken a job at uh, Lake Charles Police Department. So he was Lake Charles Police. And how long has he been with Lake Charles? He had just started. Like, he just made it through and graduated their little pre-academy. Okay. Whenever this happened. Let's give some of your, well, if you don't mind, let's share some of your memories that you were talking about. Some of the things that he loved, some of the things that he liked, uh, some of the things that you miss. Uh, Let's just get his story out there. Well, he, well, he and I obviously met in the Army. Mm-hmm. But I remember whenever I first met him, I thought he was the biggest asshole I had <laughs> ever met in my life. Okay. Um, he was, like, kind of in charge of me. Um, but And he was just so competitive and, like, just a shit talker. But then he grew on me, and we started being very competitive. And, you know, with PT or with, you know, who can get an IV started faster? I mean, just stupid stuff. But, I mean, it made me fall in love with him. And next thing you know, I mean, we have two kids and a dog in the house. And it all happened. And we got married on Halloween. So, um, this year's Halloween was very difficult for all of us. So, you just passed your anniversary. How many years together? Seven. uh, Well, seven married. Seven years together, married, or seven married years together. So, uh, happy anniversary. Which, Halloween's a weird anniversary anyways, but we love Halloween. We love haunted houses and scary movies. Like, we would watch a scary movie every night to go to sleep. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the weirdness that keeps everything fresh. It that binds us together, I think. The more weird... That we weirdness that we share together, I feel the closer we become. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, what's normal? Because I mean, everything is your perspective. So, no, no, you're right. Exactly. And having someone to share that with definitely binds you together. So, let me ask you who was better at starting IVs? Um, definitely me. And we <laughs> would do it, we would like get in the medic shack, turn the lights off. And we'd say, like, okay, you have this long, turn the lights off, and you have to do it with your left hand. Uh-huh. Or, like, your non-dominant hand. And we would do that. Just, I mean, we were so bored, and, <laughs> you know, the Army was paying us to do that shit. So, there you So, go. did y'all do that with needle decompressions and CPR and all that kind of stuff? Or was it just mostly, mostly IVs? It was mostly IVs because we were doing it to ourselves. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. That other shit would have hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So no IOs on each other. No. All right. Well, I'm a medic also, so that's why I I, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, there's just sometimes you don't have anything better to do, and especially after, like, a night of drinking at the barracks. Like, there's just nothing better. A night of drinking at the barracks. Well, I'm glad that you got to tell his story. Um, It's very good to share, and I know it's super tough. Uh, I have friends that have lost, and there's no way they could come on and talk about their loss two months into it. So thank you for sharing um, Bryce's family are they where are they from they are from Texas but he really didn't have a relationship with them um, mm-hmm. like I met most of them at the funeral mm-hmm. which I mean is terrible in and of itself but right. no he he like never met his dad never knew him um, and then his mom's side I don't know, you know, what happened really with all that, but, you know, they don't show up till you die, and that's just shitty all the way around. So who raised Bryce? His mom did, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what happened to the relationship, you know, past once he became an adult and joined the Army and, you know, went out on his own, but... Well, it sounds it's like just, you've spent more time with him. Oh, yeah. And it's Y'all just have, sad for the kids. Like, they don't know that side of the family. Right. Well, so, yeah, that's that's very sad. So, um, I really appreciate the fact that you are able to stay strong because uh, you're not just staying strong for yourself. You're staying strong for those for the for the for your kids and um i ask everybody this um you're the everyday hero for this podcast uh who are some of your heroes man i know it's a tough question it is and i have so many but most of them are just like random people okay but to in the past two months i've been on like this weird self-exploration like healing journey and Uh I listen to tons of podcasts and read but like Joe Rogan like of all people he has helped me so much and like I see him I idolize him and then like Ryan Munsey I've just random people I try not to look at like the big name celebrities or whatever. And I'm trying to get, I don't know, more in depth with my life and be more significant. Like as a human being. If you can be more specific, what does Joe Rogan say that really, that really reaches you? Well, his perspectives and his ideas just they're like so in line with what I believe but I don't know like the way he puts stuff into words it's like because my thoughts I have a hard time I don't know I guess like portraying what I'm really trying to say 
and like listening to him I'm like yes like that that is exactly how I feel and he describes shit that you know I can't put into words yeah I loved I love Gary V and I loved I love Joe Rogan Joe Rogan and I says learned be- something I mean it's random shit and like yeah. every person he gets is so like off the wall but I mean, like, I learn something every time I listen to him. And every time I listen, I'm like, man, I don't know shit. Like, I learn something, but I realize that I know nothing. Right. So Joe Rogan, Ryan, what is Ryan Muncy? What is his show about? He is one of the my favorite authors. And he wrote Fuck Your Feelings, uh-huh. which sounds like it would be a bad book. But it is so good. Um, it's like the neuroscience behind why people, some people are successful and others aren't. So what is the, what does the neuroscience say about being successful? Basically what I got from this book is 95% of the decisions that we make are based on feelings and it's like how to master your feelings so that you're not making your all of your decisions I mean they're still going to be based on your feelings but something more logical and in a long-term perspective like long-term benefit hmm. yeah I'm gonna I will definitely check that podcast he's a podcaster and he writes so I'll definitely check that book out for sure that is, it is the best book I have ever read well, I was going to say one of the one of the things that Joe Rogan talks about is being the hero of your own story. That's something that I love. And he says, if there's something wrong with your life, then get your ass up and fix it and stop being lazy. And that's something that always speaks to me because I feel like for a while I was stuck and um, I needed to get my ass up and stop being lazy. And uh, with all the stuff you're going through, I can definitely see Joe Rogan. Uh, speaking to you and because uh, you know you don't have I hate to say it, you just don't have time there's there, there's one thing that we're that connects all of us is there's not enough time uh, to be wasting and no um, no and it, that's why I love him so much and I mean he talks about anything like anything he finds interesting he's going to talk right. about it whether it's politically correct or not like right. he doesn't shy away from, you know, hot topics and offending people. Cause I mean, it doesn't matter what you say now, like you're going to offend someone. You are exactly, you know, that I put a LOL on a, on a, uh, on a post the other day and offended somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially with social media and now that we have, you know, Gen Z and whatever, all these kids growing up, with social media it's just completely changed i mean everything and there's just there's no accountability for you know what you say or what you do or post online like you just talk shit to people behind your little keyboard and i mean there's just nothing there's no repercussions right there's no definitely no repercussions you can say whatever you want you can get out there you can talk bad mouth say whatever you want and there's no there's nothing you can really do about it except for block them. Yeah, and then, I mean, they keep coming if, you know, you block them and then there's another one. Exactly. It's it's a gang, it's a gang fight out there on everything we do is a fight now. Which, 
I've had to deal with that more lately than I ever have. Um, the way my husband passed away, technically, I mean, yes, it was a motorcycle accident, but I posted about it on TikTok just to kind of like raise awareness. But he was running from a state trooper on a motorcycle like he has his whole life. Like, he's never stopped for the police. And that is what, you know, ultimately led to his death. But, you know, I was open and, you know, said something about it and put the statistics of, um, you know, like, pursuits. And, you know, we don't really have a policy in place, especially in Texas, like they, their policy and procedures, you know, quite vast, like they can chase you, shoot you, I mean, whatever, but um, the backlash that I got from that was insane, but I mean, I get it, like I'm a cop, he's a cop, why was he running from the police, but people are just assholes, (laughs) Well, we totally skipped that part of the story. Yes. So I feel like we skipped a big chunk of the story. So your husband was on a motorcycle. Running from the police. Running from the police. Yes. Which he's always done. Always. <laughs> okay. So he was like, this must have been, this is like an adrenaline thing for him. Yes. And people... I guess don't understand that and can't relate to that. Um, Cause I mean, the comments that I got were appalling. Like I had to just turn off comments, but I mean, growing up where he did, like he grew up in like the outskirts of Houston and you know, it was a bad crowd, but that's what they did for fun. I mean, that was like their gym, like their stress relief, you know, like racing bikes down the road. Right. So running from the state trooper was just like a reflex. Yeah, I mean, that's what how I would classify it. I mean, he's done it his whole life, and it didn't change. You know, when he was in the Army, it didn't change because he was a cop. Like, that was fun. That's what he did for shits and giggles, and that's what, you know, took him out. But So what were some of the, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of the the, the – I don't, you don't need to get graphic, but what were some of the worst comments? Um, like, he got what he deserved. Um, he should have just pulled over. There has to be more to this. Or, you know, like, why would a cop's husband not pull over? Like, what was he hiding? Or, I mean, it's just insane. Like, no sympathy, like, no empathy, like, just assholes. So let's do this Joe Rogan style. What do you have to say to all the assholes out there? Man, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, you could have said, you know, like, sorry. Sorry he's dead or, you know, something uh, before that. <laughs> People kill think, me. Yeah. People don't think before they speak and they don't care because they don't have to see you. They don't have to experience what you're going through and god forbid you ever have to experience something like that and it comes back on you um i feel i feel so bad that people would speak like that but i totally get it 
Well, like, uh, whenever I posted that video, I didn't think anybody would see it. Like, it was kind of, like, to help me process more than anything and to stop having to, like, answer people's questions about, like, what actually happened. So, I just, like, I'm just going to post it. So, you know, do what you wish with that information. But, I mean, it got almost 2 million views. And I was like, holy shit. And, I mean, the comments were just atrocious you got two million views yeah on my first video on fucking tiktok so that is the craziest thing i've ever heard of two million so what was your hand what's your handle on tiktok well i don't even know if handle's the right word Uh uh-oh i made it i had to go look on tiktok and made the thing cut off yeah, what was the it's what was what was your handle? Playdates. Wait, how do you spell that? Um, it's I'm gonna look that up. like at the gym, and then just okay, and spelled out in playdates. Okay. Okay, well, let me ask you something. Is there anything that my listeners or anyone out there listening can do to help? To help you and we your family. We are so good. At, I mean, I'm not going to say so good. But that sounds bad. But I mean, like, to all things considered, we are so good. Um, okay. No, I mean, he, he took care of us and we are fine. Okay. Is there any, did y'all set up any kind of fun for him or no, or not, or there no, wasn't anything like that? No, we anything like that. Okay. All right. So you're, 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 you don't need any help. You're making yes. it through on your own. You've got your dad and your stepmom. Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Well, before we go, let's have a little, let's. <laughs> let's try to brighten <laughs> Yeah, we got dark there for a minute. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> give me um let's i try to keep it a little fun at the end give me three movies you cannot live uh, without why do you have to ask me a hard question all right give me <laughs> one movie you can't live without okay one maybe shit Practi- <laughs> just oh give me God. any they're movie so mean, they're so random but practical magic it makes me think of my grandma <laughs> i know what practical magic and pulp fiction okay all right and the godfather pulp there fiction go. is a great one. <laughs> oh my god the godfather okay is there anything you're watching right now that you can't live without uh, like let's say Netflix wise or just series wise mm. the handmade I shit on Hulu okay <laughs> I've never even heard of that okay so that the, the handmaidens what the handmaidens tells the shit on Hulu all right last question for you when you're working out what is on Ooh. your playlist like 80s hard rock 80s hard rock all right like uh like mega death and 
stuff like like yes. Metallica, that kind of stuff. Okay, all right, just check it. I love that stuff too, all that stuff. There was a uh, there was a TikTok video the other day, and some young girl was playing a disturbed song, and in the <laughs> her hashtag oh, was Metallica. <laughs> I was like, well, is young people. I said, you're not even close, but <laughs> but good tries. Yes. And then like all the young people. I mean, that's that they're they're not out about Fleetwood Mac yeah. because of the damn cranberry juice, dude. Like, it's just such an injustice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. All this stuff is coming back and they're like, have you like, have you heard of this before? I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, since like 1985. Yeah. But it's all coming back around. And well, I you know, our stuff is cool again. So I want to thank you for being on our show. I uh, love the fact that you shared your story, and uh, I hate the fact that you lost your husband. But uh, it seems like you're doing you're dealing with it very well, and um, way probably way better than I would if I were to lose my wife. Uh, I probably wouldn't want to even get out of bed. So uh, the fact that you're taking care of your kids, that you're doing everything that you're supposed to do and that you're going to work um, shows that you're very strong and very, um, uh, I don't know, you're just, you're definitely worthy of our everyday heroes. So I want to thank you again and I hope to have you back on the show. And uh, if you know anyone else that uh, might want to be on the show, just just let me know. And I'm going to keep uh, I'll keep up with you on your Facebook and your TikTok and awesome. all that good Thank stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, if you ever need anything, if you have uh, any kind of benefits or anything like that later on, just let me know. and We'll come back on the show all and right, we'll, uh, we'll promote good. it. All right. Well, you keep up the good fight and have a good day and um thank you for your service and thank you for all you do you're welcome have a great week today i will be reading a poem by William Ernest Henley, and it's called Unconquerable. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeonings of chance. My head is bloody, but unbound. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul.
I'd like to send a special thank you to every single person that's tuned in to this week's episode of the Everyday Hero podcast. You are appreciated. I'd also like to thank my special guest, Megan Cates, for sharing her extraordinary story. A story of courage, a story of strength, a story of a mother taking care of her kids in the face of extreme adversity. Megan, stay strong. You have a lot of support. And just know that you are our everyday hero. And to everyone listening, if you'd like to hear more extraordinary stories told by extraordinary people, you can tune into the podcast on Spotify or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. I ask that you hit the subscribe button. You can follow me on Facebook, First Line Nutrition. On Facebook, you can follow me at jroscotyler75 on Instagram. Also, First Line Nutrition Everyday Hero on Instagram. You can also go to the First Line Nutrition EverydayHero.com website. You can leave comments. You can rate each episode. And if there's any person that you would like to recommend I interview, just let me know. You can send it to my messenger or any of those other places that I mentioned. Once again, have a great day and stay awesome.